Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio on the Nothing But Net channel every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Also, check out Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit the like and subscribe buttons. You hit subscribe. You get all of the latest content, including Dono Daily every single weekday and five reasons sports.com. We're going to be discussing Brady Hawk's article from there today. If you read it, you didn't have to pay for it. That's different from the newspapers. So go to five reasons sports.com and check out the great sponsors of the five reasons sports network. As long as the NBA finals are going, you can still play prize picks on them. Go to prizepicks.com. Use that code five F I V E get your initial deposit matched up to a hundred dollars. Prize picks can also be downloaded from Google play from the app store and many other locations. Well, not really. You can get it for pricepicks.com, but if you use the code five, you'll get your initial deposit matched up to a hundred dollars and you can play more than just the NBA. You can pair players from uh, the two NBA teams with baseball players. If you want, you can play MLS. They've got everything on there. So go to prize picks, use that code F I V E get your initial deposit matched up to a hundred dollars. And now tonight's episode. Down to Biscay. Uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor plan, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on Five on the Floor. Here's tonight's floor plan. We're going to deviate a little bit from our player reviews. We've already done Tyler Hero, Kyle Lowry, a bunch of the extra bigs. We did a Jimmy Butler episode. Uh, We did a Duncan Robinson, Max Struess episode. We've not yet done Bam Adebayo, Gabe Vincent, and Victor Oladipo. So we will do those in either one, excuse me, either two or three episodes going forward. But the NBA draft is coming up, and for a change, the Heat have a draft pick. We don't know if they're actually going to use it. That's always a question with them. But they've unlocked some future picks, too, and so the draft is more of a conversation. Of course, this pick could be traded. They could move it. They can move out of the first round uh, and then buy a second-round pick. I mean, there's a lot of different directions that they could go. Uh, let's before we get into the the players that Brady and we've got Brady Hawk. You can follow him at Brady Hawk three hundred five. Greg Sylvander, you can follow Greg Sylvander. Before we get into some of the players that Brady's identified as potential targets there, and that's on that article on Five Reasonsports dot com. Greg, what what are the sort of the financial uh, ramifications of using the pick, the, the you know the transaction ramifications of trading the pick? Like what do, what do you think ultimately may make the most sense for them? Yeah, so pick twenty seven. Um a cap hold of 2.2 million is what you're essentially um, allocating to keeping. If you're going to keep that pick, that's how much that player is going to make. And that's just assigned by where he's drafted. Um, 
But there's a couple things to watch for here, I guess, with this pick. And it's funny, we'll probably go through all these different scenarios and they'll just pick somebody and, and that'll they'll call it a day. But there is um, there's a couple things. One, I think Duncan Robinson can be considered uh, a little bit of a down asset and maybe you could attach him uh, and potentially even more to entice a team to maybe uh, trade a front court piece to Miami. So that's one way you could use the pick. Another way that I think that they will explore heavily is to try to get into the very front of the second round. So trading back and out of the guaranteed contract slots that exist in the first round, but getting a super early second round pick. And by doing so, picking up a future asset that they can use in trade. So it could be maybe they get a couple seconds and they restock their second round pick covered, or they can even get a protected future first of some kind to, to move back enough. Because a lot of the guys that we're going to talk about and that Brady uh, mentions in the article and that I've reported that they're working out are not guys that are necessarily all first round draft pick type players. So I think they're really looking the full spectrum in terms of undrafted guys, guys they may be able to buy into the second round or trade back into the second round of draft or guys that are around that 27 pick. So that's kind of the, the, the nitty gritty on the pick. Um, the players, I think uh, Brady will know more about them. I've just been able to track down who they've been working out. I don't know much about all the players, honestly. All right. So let's start with the players. We're going to do two here before the break. Um, you had Brady Justin Lewis first on your list today, uh, 6'7", 245 pounds, just happened to go to Marquette. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Heat have a, a predilection for uh, Kentucky players and Marquette players. Uh, they had one for Duke players a little bit, but I feel like that one's gone away. Um, what, do you, what do you like about him? Yeah, you mentioned the main thing, I guess, is the Marquette label because they just have such a – history there but just when I was looking over some of the players uh, a couple of weeks ago like he was somebody that was low on draft boards like he was not very high he was just somebody that was just lurking there in that mid second rounder high second rounder uh, and it just seems like the type of player that the Miami Heat would pick up like just purely I think when we talk about position which I think could probably be a whole section here of this podcast but I think wing is the area that I think they should attack kind of that guy that can maybe play the three or four just kind of that range uh, maybe they get a big to kind of battle with O'Mare, but I can't really see that. The guards I've seen get a lot of play lately, but I don't think that makes a lot of sense with you have Kyle and Gabe still sitting here. I just don't know how many opportunities uh, they'd really have. And I should say, first of all, that whoever they would draft, I don't think they'd be rotational at this stage. Like that's kind of where we have to say that you kind of get best player available. But I think Justin Lewis is kind of that talented that he could be in that range as a guy. For one, if you heard Pat Riley talk about it in, in the press conference, he's going to get a defender. Like, whoever they get in the second round, first round, undrafted is going to be able to defend. Justin Lewis fits that. I think he has a good enough jumper the way it looks. Everybody in that range kind of has a funky jumper. Like, when you watch them play, like, it just looks a little unorganic, inorganic. Justin Lewis is pretty fluid, like, just watching him play. So, I just feel like all the, like, the ways you watch him play, I think he could be, like, a solid 3 and D wing. Uh, and then going back to what Greg said, I just don't know if they'd have to get him at 27. Like, I think he's the type of guy you can move back and get to that top of that second round and still grab him. Uh, and when he was talking, I was looking over some of the stuff that the Magic owned the second pick in the second round and the fifth pick in the second uh, second round. Like, if there was a team just throwing it out there when I was looking it over, I was like, the Magic could be a team to kind of eye there with just a couple of picks in the top five of the second round. But uh, Justin Lewis is a personal favorite just off purely looking at stuff because I just think he really fits 
what they like to do. And he's still in that range where they can kind of grab him wherever. Uh, and the other thing is versatility. Like a lot of these players, they need a versatile player. Like they can't uh, have a player that's just going to be just single-handedly come in and just do one thing. Like the Casey Paula experience, I think they learned a lot from not to say anything there, but it's just the honing in on defense and kind of just saying, we'll work on this stuff later. I feel it can hurt them. And I think they learned from that. And this is the type of guy that can kind of uh, hone in on one thing and be effective, I guess, in their developmental program. I mean, Greg, you've, you've thought they've liked him for a long time, right? Yeah. This is a guy I've consistently heard the other name that um, I've heard. I mean, all throughout the college basketball season was Keon Ellis, uh, Alabama guard. Um, And he's another guy that I don't really know that I've seen in very many mock drafts that has been a first round pick either. So I do think to Brady's point, they have value in in trading back, but he's a six, six explosive player. And I know, I just know that they've watched him a ton. So Keon Ellis is another name that I would uh, keep an eye on, but yes, Justin. um, Now what, what, I just completely Justin Lewis. Sorry. Justin Lewis, yeah. Ellis Lewis. Sorry. Yeah. Justin Lewis is absolutely somebody that consistently has came up when, um, when you talk about guys that the heat, like at least um, from my sources. And uh, you have him on the list as well. Uh, Ellis. So that's, that's another one here that we've got on the list. Uh, let's go to another school that they tend to go to quite a bit. The familiarity with Juwan Howard. Um, we always talk about the Michigan guys. Uh, Caleb Houston, uh, somebody that they like, 6'8", 205 pounds, or at least a Brady you like for them. Um, and you kind of have him, you know, here is sort of, he's a talent, right? I mean, they, they're going to have to mold him a little bit. Yeah, he's one of the few guys that Greg could probably fact check me on this, but I don't think they've worked out at this point. Uh, but they have worked out. Michigan big man. Uh, so they've already brought in a Michigan player. It just hasn't been him. And we all know Jawan Howard's in the ear about certain players. And I think he's going to be up next in that type of category. He's a, he's a wing. And like you said, I pointed out that he is just a talent. Like when he came out of high school, he was like a lottery pick type projected player. Like he was, it's really talented player who had a lot going on offensively just as a pure shooter. It's funny because when you look at his build of just being a really lengthy shooter out of Michigan, like we, we know what happened as of late, but he'd have had some success with a certain uh, shooter out of Michigan that was lengthy enough to do things. But I think he has more upside on the defensive end. Uh, like I just said, speaking of length, like I feel like that's where the stuff comes in defensively. Like I don't think out of all these players I'm discussing, he might be toward the bottom of defensively because a lot of these guys are just really good on that end of the floor. But I think he has the ability to at least defend at the next level, just through his, his, his length and everything along those lines. But his bread and butter is shooting. Like he's just a really high level shooter. We've just seen what the Miami heat have done with certain level shooters over the years. Just they be continually plug guys in. Uh, and if there is a certain type of player to get, I don't see anything wrong with getting a, grabbing a guy in the second round end of the first round and just be a plug and play guy. If they need him to be like, we'll put him in summer league. All of a sudden he comes in, he's probably starting at the two by next season, as we know from Miami's past. Uh, but I just, I like the things that we've seen. Uh, as of late. And it's just one of those things where you, you're buying low, like his, his stock has dropped over time. And this is a spot where you can take a chance on a guy, especially when the heat are in this, this contending mode that they're just going to try to take a flyer. I think he just makes a lot of sense. And like you said, the school just aligns. Well, and that's one of the reasons that when we talk about how they're able to make uh, players out of certain guys is why I think they may end up just moving out of the first round ultimately uh, because you know, they, their, their perception of value is different. Other teams' perceptions of value, and 
every undrafted free agent is going to try to get to Miami anyway. I, I've reported that, that they, they can't turn him away fast enough because every agent's trying to get his guy to Miami to help develop them and have them be the next one in their long list. All right, when we come back, we got a couple more that we want to get to here on the list. I do want to tell you about two other great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. If you're looking for CBD, we always mention Therapist Preferred. Use that code. It's 5RSN. That's the number 5RSN. You get 25% off using that code at therapistpreferred.com. That's for the gummies, the tincture, the sports cream, and all of that stuff. This is premium stuff. It's great stuff. It's not too expensive, especially when you use our code 5RSN, number 5RSN, therapistpreferred.com. And also, we're doing the peer-to-peer betting thing now. This is legal. This is not offshore, and you can bet against your friends. You can bet against others on the app. It's called Better Edge, B-E-T-T-O-R, edge.com backslash five reasons it's betteredge.com backslash five reasons if you go there you don't even need to enter a code they'll give you 20 bucks to play so you can try it out we're running tournaments there during the nba finals but also if you're a baseball fan you can do that we're gonna do a lot with it during the nfl season so we're just getting you acquainted with it now it's called betteredge.com backslash five reasons and that is our new betting partner here at the five reasons Sports Network. All right. Um, St. John's. I grew up rooting for St. John's. But that's way before your time, Brady. That's those are the Shelton Jones, Walter Berry, Mark Jackson days. I wish he was as good oh, a broadcaster as he was say, a player. I hadn't heard of any of those guys except Mark Jackson. So I was going to say, man, you're going way back. Walter Berry. Walter Berry. He was a scorer, man. They had some. Well, Chris Mullen, of course, that's the big one. But yeah, so St. John's, they, they were a power program at one point. It's been a while. Since that's been the case, but uh, you got a guy pegged potentially to Miami at uh, 27, Brady. Yeah, the funny thing is, is Lewis is probably a little bit more defense and offense, I'd say, and Houston's a little bit more offense and defense. This is a guy that's probably equally as talented on both ends, just looking through it, just 6'10 wingspan, just a really good offensive game. Uh, he's super lengthy, obviously, with that wingspan, and he can really defend on the perimeter. Oh, the I forgot interior. to give the name, Brady. Give the name. Julie, I, you know, you probably threw this at me because you probably didn't know. How Julie, to say that's exactly champagne. why I did it. We're just going to roll with okay. That's exactly why I did it. <laughs> Ironically threw that my way. But either way, uh, the funny thing is I was looking at a uh, latest mock draft from CBS, uh, and he's not even on their board on the first or second round. Like, he, this is a guy that I really believe could slip through the cracks and they can end up with undrafted. And there's going to be a lot of these guys that worked out with this team that ends up slipping undrafted. And this is just a waste of time talking about them getting a guy in the second round because they always do this. This just always happens. Uh, But this really is a guy that I feel like makes a lot of sense. Just he has the build, he has the offensive game, he has the defensive game. Uh, But the issue is you'd say, like, why is he going undrafted if he's just this great on both ends? But the thing is, uh, he's just not really a creator, I feel like, for himself. He's not a great finisher or attacker. Like, he has limitations. And something I said in this piece was, like, you're just trying to find the guy who can break through fastest of these limitations. Like a lot of these guys are going to have restrictions in some capacity. Uh, but I just feel like this is a guy that could just fill a lot of holes, I guess. And he fits the, the wing type build again, six, eight, two fifteen. Uh, like that's maybe I'm wrong, but I just feel like that's the build they're eyeing. And, and I know Caleb Martin, if they end up re-signing him, they have a backup for Jimmy and they have depth there, but I feel like that's the guy behind Caleb in that sense, just a guy that could fill some holes it could end up being a bench player if guys go down. Let, let me ask you this, Greg, before we get to the last couple of names here. Um, do you think anybody they draft would affect Caleb's status? Uh, that's a great question. I, I, honestly, no. I, I don't see, unless somebody like really falls in the first round, and, and there's probably 
there's listeners of this podcast that know more about the first round of this NBA draft than I do. Usually I plug in when the heat have a pick, but I've like subconsciously just felt like they're, they're going to move it this whole time. So I never really did my research, but there could be, there's always a chance that a guy slips. That's really um, highly regarded. I would imagine that they would fish around for the value of a trade in that scenario too. So um, to me, I, I don't think it's pretty likely that they keep this pick at all. I mean, what do you think? Do you think that they keep this pick? I, I, I don't think they keep the pick. I mean, honestly. you never I mean, really I, plug I, into I think the we're draft, talking about a lot been, of guys who they're you've hoping. You've been really detached this year, Ethan. Yeah, and that's the thing. And, and you know, what they do is they root for guys to have bad camps. They got Tyler Johnson a few years ago because he had. A, they were hoping for a terrible Portsmouth camp, and he had it. And so he ended up slipping out of the entire draft. And they got him. I mean, you've talked about their interest in Duncan Robinson and Max Struess, obviously, before they nabbed both of those guys. That's kind of what they do. I mean, that it's. I mean, they they they're sort of hoping that guys get dinged up or kind of fall through the cracks. The problem now is, again, when they start to pursue a guy, other teams are like, "Wait a second, what do they see?" But some teams aren't really equipped to do the things that the Heat do with their developmental program. So, it's it's an interesting uh, situation. It's a little bit of a chess match that they've got sort of hoping they talking guys down, hoping that they get to them. I mean, the very fact that we put these five names up here or six names up here uh, on this, you know, some team may see this and say, Oh, now we got to get this guy before, uh, before Miami gets him." But yeah, it's, it's a weird situation. All right, let's get to the last two here, Brady, before we go, uh, you had a couple others on the list. Yeah. I bunched two together uh, just because I feel like a, I didn't want to take up space with two guards because I just, once again, do not see them really going after a guard, even though before the show, me and Greg were talking about how their entire summer league team last year was basically full of guards. Like there's just something there with guards that they like to just see what they have there. The first one was uh, Dalen Terry, uh, just a guy, once again, just a really on ball stopper defensively on the perimeter that can just really rip the ball away and go in transition. Uh, and he has a bit of an offensive game. And that's in the late first round type of range. The other guy is Keon Ellis, who Greg was talking about, who is in that mid to late second round status. Like, I'm not sure he'd be a guy that would slip out of the second round into undrafted, but he's a guy that you could buy a second rounder if you like him that much to grab. And I, it's funny because these two guys have a bit of a gap between them in, in mock drafts, but just looking at their Keon Ellis specifically, his offensive game, like, it's smooth. Like he just has a really good catch and shoot jumper. Like the speak of like not finding the least amount of limitations. I feel like he might be in that range as well. Like there's just something that there's explosiveness. There's just a lot there uh, that I feel like they can really just find in summer league and allow to go. So that's just somebody I'd like to keep my eye on, I guess a little bit more. Uh, and the last guard I'll just throw in the mix there for a second is Jaden Hardy, because I know a lot of people are just talking about him because he's just a pure talent that was on like the G league ignite team. Uh, they're, if they're, he's sitting there at 27 and you just once again want to take a flyer on some kid just to – me calling somebody as a kid is also really funny. But uh, just taking a flyer on somebody like that uh, makes a lot of sense for them. Like this is a guy they're just going to throw in. He's an isolation scorer to see what can happen there. So these guards are kind of all in the same type of capacity in terms of talent, but it just comes down to who they take, but I guess more of where they take them because they're all in different ranges. Uh, you know, that, that thing on the guards, Greg, I mean, again, I, I just don't know where they have room. I, you know, I, I know you're always looking into the future, but you've got Vincent signed, you've got Lowry signed, you've got Hero signed, at least for now, right? You've got Struz signed, who's still, I mean, he started at two guards. You got to list him as a guard. 
for now, you, you're deciding what you're going to do on Oladipo. I, I mean, I understand the idea, idea of drafting best player. I'm always in favor of drafting best player. Again, this is not the Dwayne Wade situation, but if you look back at 2003, there's a famous columnist and talk show host who's a, a friend of mine who wrote a column in the Miami Herald that they shouldn't have taken Dwayne Wade because they had Eddie Jones. Um, when you have the talent available, you draft the talent, you figure things out after that. Obviously that worked out okay for Miami. I, so I'm always in favor of taking best player, but this roster is, is guard heavy. I mean, there's no question. Like it's just is it's, in terms of contracts, right? So it so, doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense if all things are equal. You're right. And that that's, and we, we, we talked about it a bit on the pod and I'll just, I'll end it this way is like, um, like a maniac. I've been track trying to track all of the prospects that the heat have, uh, have worked out. And I have a list of 13 and six of those 13 names are guards. So almost half of the players that they've worked out are guards uh, And I'm going to run through the names quickly. Uh, Marquette forward, Justin Lewis, Florida forward, Anthony Deruji. Colorado forward Jabari Walker, Oakland guard Jamal Kane, St. John's wing Julian Champagne, as we called him earlier, Michigan mm-hmm. big Musa Diabate. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Alabama guard Keon Ellis, Notre Dame guard Blake Wesley, Kansas guard Christian Braun. He's actually a first round pick that's been mocked higher than 27. Wake Forest forward uh, Jake LaRavia. Memphis wing Josh Minot, another first-round prospect. Texas A&M guard Quentin Jackson and Gonzaga guard Andrew Nebhard. That's the list. But, yeah, 6 of 13 are guards. Maybe there is not only stockpiling or uh, backfilling the um, – what like your farm system of guards, but if they're thinking about moves, maybe they, they need some, some depth at the guard position. But again, it looks weird at this moment. With Greg's track record on this, probably six of those guys are going to be on the summer league team. All right. Check out our sponsors. Check out Brady's article, of course, on five reasons, sports.com betteredge.com backslash five reasons. Get you $20 just by signing up there. Prize picks, use that code 5FIVE, therapistpreferred.com, use code 5RSN. We will do a BAM episode later this week, which will be sponsored by our friends over at All Pro Construction Builders. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.